and welcome to The Bad Pen Pal. This is my show where I use this as an excuse to talk to my good friends. Uh, I am your host, Colin Parker, and I am joined today by... Holly Chatfield Flanagan. Yay! We've talked about <laughs> you so much on Journey Under 30, uh, and it's so good to have you here on this show and uh, chatting it up. Thank you. I'm I'm pleased to be here. It's very infrequent that I do a one-on-one podcast. So I, I'm excited. Right. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Holly is sort of the, um, the, I don't want to, I don't know what to call it, like the ship captain, I guess you could say of, <laughs> of, uh, you know, of, a, of Shelly Has Opinions, uh, which is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. And it's one of those things where we met through the uh, Bim Bambino podcasters Facebook group. Um, and yeah. that has been my brother, my a- brother and me is, uh, the main influential podcast for why I started podcasting. Same here. Um, and it's such a fantastic group because they're, I mean, again, a lot of really great people on there, but it's one of those things where a lot of the times that's how you find, you know, those new favorite shows of yours. Um, something that the McElroy's talk about all the time is, you know, word of mouth is the best form of marketing. And this is basically word of mouth at its best. It's just every week we all get on there and talk about our fi- our, our shows. Um, and, you know, because you and I both release on Tuesdays, I just so happen to be like, okay, great. I'll check out this show. And, uh, you know, I've listened to every episode except for this week's. I'm a little bit behind on all of my podcasts this week. But, um, you know, it's, it's such a fantastic show. So uh, before we get started, do you want to kind of talk about the show, like what the format is and everything sure. like that. Uh, it is a show called Shelly Has Opinions, and I am the oldest of five girls. Uh, between me and my youngest sister, there's eight years, and so we're all fairly close together in age. And uh, we all have very unique personalities from each other. And the number two sister, Shelly, is the peacemaker of our family, and she is a very willing to let other people say what they think and very willing to not say what she thinks. And so uh, every week we bring up a usually a silly topic where we try and force her to tell us what her opinion is about that topic. And it's always fun because she never knows beforehand. And she uh, one of her main traits is panic. And so she she freaks out, like panics, what am I going to say? And then by the end of the podcast, she usually says something hilarious. So it's a a very fun, funny podcast where you can kind of feel like you're just hanging out with the Chatfield girls. Mm -hmm. It is. uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think it's super fun because I've something that I really love about um, shows like, you know, My Brother, My Brother, Me or The Adventure Zone or Shelly Has Opinions, uh, all these shows that are basically families that are sitting down with each other is, I feel like a lot of the times no one can make you laugh more than family members can because you spend so much time in your life with them. Um, And so it is unbelievably just like endearing listening in and when you guys just get into a fit of the giggles and just really get going on something, it is, uh, especially if it's something that maybe is almost like an inside joke, uh-huh. uh, something small from your past and you haven't even explained it yet, but you guys are just cracking up and you can't help but laugh because you guys are having such a good time. You're like, I don't even know what this means, but this is wonderful. Well, that's so nice. Uh, we, we, that's our main feedback when we, uh, hear, 
about our podcast is that there's so much laughing. And that was something that I really uh, tried to prohibit. Like, I didn't want there to be so much. I wanted it to kind of be more dry. Uh, (laughs) But then um, we, in one of our group meetings that we had, my sisters were like, it's, it's gotta be this way. This is what it's like to be with us. It's gotta be this way. So it's one of those things where now, now I can appreciate it for what it is, but it was hard for me in the beginning because the the shows I listen to aren't always like that. I mean, my brother, my brother and me, sometimes there's a little bit of that, but it's like our, our show. If you look at all of the like sound waves on all the different tracks, like I can see <laughs> that it's like 75% laughing at any given point. So that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> um, so before we kind of get into the, I don't know what to call it. Maybe it's a game that I've invented here. I didn't invent it. I kind of stole it. It's, it's a mix of, of two different things. We'll get to it in a second. I would like to give you um, two questions that I've given to everybody so far um, I think that they're just going to kind of be my go-to startup questions um, because I just think that everyone seems to enjoy answering these questions. Uh, and that question, the first question that we'll do is what is something that you're not good at that you wish you were? Oh, that's so funny. So I called my dad right before uh, we were recording this podcast because I kind of wanted to get warmed up, you know, mm-hmm. and my dad and I have very similar um conversational patterns. And so I, so I was just, you know, talking with him and we were, I was telling him about, uh, one of my favorite personality tests ever. I'm really into personality tests. And have you ever heard of the color code, Colin? No. Oh my gosh. It is so good. I wish you were here with me now because I have the book and we would stop this podcast and we would take the test and everybody then come pause. Back. Everybody pause, take the test and then come back. Yes. Except for us. I already right. know mine and you're just going to float in the wind. Essentially, it's saying that people can boil down their personalities, like their main personality traits into four different colors. One is red and that's the leader. Uh, w- one is white and that's the peacemaker. One is uh, blue and that's the person who is emotional. But that's like more like they trust their emotions and right, they express right. their emotions. And the last one is yellow and that's the person who is motivated by like fun and and adventure and excitement. So uh, I've been into this test forever and you can go, uh, you could Google the color code and you can take it on their website and it is so interesting. And um, I was talking to my dad about how I most people are a blend of those four things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not like, I'm almost a hundred percent red. Um, and so like I was telling him about how I wish that I could be more like my sister, Shelly, who is such a peacemaker, such like, she's so easy to be around, but still like interesting to be around. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could be like that. And so that's something that I'm not good at is, being peacemaker is not the right way. Like being easy. I'm not easy to be around all the time. And I, I totally get that. Like I, I, I haven't taken this test, but as you were saying it in my head, I was like, I'm sure I'm mostly red and probably a lot of yellow. Um, well, yeah, you're a white male. Of course you would think that about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have <laughs> well, always, I, I think, 
it would be that. best if you just take the test and uh, be okay with what the results are. Absolutely. Uh, and go from there. Also, I'd like to say that being self-conscious about saying things mm-hmm. like, like is a very funny thing to me because uh, I am from California. I grew mm. up in Southern California and to me, like is that's headquarters for like breathing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, so I don't want you to feel self-conscious about that. I don't want you to feel self-conscious about anything, but specifically about that. Oh, thank you. I, it's one of those things where I try to, I've tried to stop saying, uh, um, and like, cause they're filler words. And I totally get that, especially in this day and age. I think it's just something that isn't exactly avoidable. But if I can go from saying it, let's say, 90 times in a podcast down to 60, I feel like that's a big improvement. Um, and just up oh, and I there you go. But it's it's one of those things that it's one of that's those things where I'm you get to, to choose to feel self-conscious about whatever you want to feel self-conscious about. However, in my Fair opinion, enough. yes, I think that you should one should be able to say whatever they want whenever they want. Mm-hmm. So. There you go, Colin. There's my pep talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, It's funny that you said opinions because we're going to get to opinions in a second. But I do have one last question, uh, the the other go-to question, which is uh, if, you know, so obviously, you know, you have the path that you've gone down on this, in this life, right? Uh Uh-huh. But where is alternate universe Holly? Like, what is alternate universe Holly doing at this moment? Okay. It's funny that you say that. First of all, I'd like to point out the way that your Maryland accent says my name is very funny to me. How do I wait? How, how, how am I saying it wrong? Let me say it how I say it. Okay. Growing up in Southern California and having lived in Utah for twelve or more than that years, I say it Holly. You like, say it like Holly. So you say it like like uh, uh, this a space in a in a house a hall e. Yeah. Holly. Uh-huh. But I say Holly, like ha uh-huh. ha ha. Uh-huh. Or Hollywood. It's very interesting to me. Interesting. Uh I I love words huh. and dialects and languages and stuff like that. And I so, do too. I do that all the time. I I you know, sometimes I have to remind people that I'm not making fun of them if I repeat something that they've just said. A lot I mean, you know, uh Graham and I were talking about it in the first episode, but we both are very big fans of, you know, many voice actors and uh, I've always wanted to do voice acting myself, and I used to do theater, and so I always love listening to how people talk, and I sometimes repeat things so that I can remember them. I get them kind of, I don't know what to call it, I guess under my tongue. That's probably not the best way of describing it, but it's the same thing as like, you know, getting your hands used to doing something, you know, like uh, muscle memory, I guess. Sure. You know, I love yeah. I love that same thing. Uh, anyway, so that's, so that's not related to your question, but it no. is something that but I think good thing. we should say right off the bat. Because you're going to be saying my name a lot for the next rest of the episode, probably. Right. But uh, <laughs> I, when I was 16, I had never been on an airplane before. And my school choir group went on a trip to New York City. And so that's like across the country. So it was like a fairly long plane ride for a first plane ride. And mm. when I stepped out into JFK Airport, I thought, this is my place. So I, and for the rest of that trip and anytime I have gone to a big city since then, Chicago, what have you, I have thought, this is me. 
this is who I am. And I live in a suburb of Salt Lake City now. Um, I have a husband that I've been married to for 12 years, and I have a nine-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter. And I am decidedly not big city Holly. (laughs) But... I, but I can see how, if my life had gone in a different way, that I would be living in a big city, um, going and doing a lot of different varied activities. Um, but for me, that would necessitate being single and not being a parent because being invested in my family is like priority number one for me right now. And probably for at least the rest of the time that my kids are at home. So who knows? I mean, big city Holly may still be around the corner, but for right now, that's not, that's not me. I like this. I like big city Holly is, I feel like that sounds like a really fun summer blockbuster, honestly. (laughs) Well, I did, I did just do a guest spot on the silver screen redemption, Mm -hmm. which is another, uh, Bambino podcast and they, they make up movies essentially. And I, I should have mentioned Big City Holly. I didn't, though. I did mention Mein Kampf, which is essentially the same story, you know? Jeez, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So now that we've gone through our alternate universes and, you know, what's the, the generic questions that I guess I give everybody, uh, you have mentioned many times the term opinions. It's also mm-hmm. a part of your show. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to think of... You know, obviously, for the first time of this show, I'm having a podcaster on. I'm having someone on who has their own podcast and has their own format. So, how can I sort of make them feel comfortable with being on my show that is maybe somewhat different? Uh-huh. So, I am taking sort of a a pen or a page, I guess, out of your book and mixing it with almost like the game Newlyweds. Perfect. And so I have a list of topics uh-huh. or a list of things, and we're going to take turns. Well, you know, each time someone else will be the first one to start, but I'll bring up a topic and then we'll have to say what we think the other person thinks of it and why. And then we'll say if they're right or wrong. That's essentially the uh, the format of my podcast. So thank you very much. And I think that yeah. this is good because I was planning a coup for this podcast because I think that for for listeners, sometimes it's hard to listen to an hour of chit chat. Mm-hmm. And so I think having a format is uh, much more bite-sized for people to listen to. So that that is the format of my show. And that's why I would do it. And I think that's great. I think we should definitely play this game. Uh, why don't you guess first, and uh, and then I guess I'll guess after. Um, Great. So the first topic is team building exercises. I think, here's what I think about you. I think that you want to like them so much, like you really wish that you felt that you loved it, but deep inside, you would just rather not. <laughs> That is actually extremely accurate. I've yet to find a team building exercise that I think actually, uh, I don't know, it's not hokey. I don't know how to describe it. There's always some sort of weird last minute thing that they attach to them, to to me. Um, For you, uh, I would guess, see, the thing is that part of me thinks that we are similar in some aspects and part of me would normally think that you would feel the same way, but because of the fact that, you know, in a way your podcast is just a 
giant team building exercise between you and your siblings. Every week it's, you know, getting together and someone takes a trust fall essentially uh, to figure these things out. I feel like you like them. I, uh, to give a little bit of my background, I did a lot of theater Mm -hmm. when I was younger and a lot of that did involve, uh, being a director. So I've directed before and I think that team building, uh, experiences and team building things are really important because it is not my natural way to want to be involved in a team, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like in terms of equal footing. And so I think they're extremely important. I, I don't know how good I am at them, but I do know that I am willing to try if, if they ever come up, but I will be, I will be internally very scared, but I will try. (laughs) Okay. So I guess, I guess I wasn't quite on the money on that one. So I'll, are we keeping score? Yeah. I'm I'm going to. Yeah, sorry. Now uh, maybe I know, I, so I can sabotage you at every turn. Well, see, well, but then if you're lying, like people will know. I think are, maybe are you I don't sure know. Colin? We're, we've both done. Both of us have done theater, so maybe people won't know if one of us is lying. Well, and also people don't know me. <laughs> you know. Well, so, but people who know you that li- that listen to the show, will. sure, which is going to be in in the tens of tens. Like it's going to be so double digit people. You'll be so shocked. I think that I will love all of those double digits of people. <laughs> uh, so the second topic is ego. Um, I think that to a certain extent, uh, if I may be Wait, so bold. So yeah. Is it just like, what do I think of ego or do I have ego? No, what you think of ego. Got it. Like all egos. Right. I think that um, I would say that it's fair to say, considering we have both have talked about being in leadership roles and being in theater and all this other stuff. I do think that we both kind of have egos. I, I'm not saying that we're like major big headed people, you know, but we're not, you know, shy and like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not that great. You know, we're not those kinds of people. But I do think that you don't like it when people have egos that are just too big. You know, it's like I think that you're a kind of like a check the ego at the door. You know, this is a everyone's equals in this room sort of deal. Yes. When I think of ego, the first thing I think of is id Mm -hmm. because I'm really into psychology. And so ego and id is, um, are inextricably linked in my mind. And so I, but in terms of what you're talking about with ego, I, I do have a fairly healthy sense of Mm self-confidence. Um, because I feel like I work really hard to earn that. Mm hmm. I also feel that when people have egos that are unearned, that is obnoxious Mm -hmm. to me. Um, But I do feel like uh, if there is someone who is extremely talented and, and knows it and shows it, I'm okay with that. I can respect that, but I don't, What I don't appreciate in general is when people are so self-involved that they don't include other people. Um, That really irritates me quite a bit. Or they they place value judgments on other people like you're not as good as me. Right. But I also think that it is something that 
I would rather deal with an egotistic person than a person who is constantly apologizing for living. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Are you no, do you fair. do you know those kind of people, Colin? Yes, I do. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a fair statement. So man, I'm I'm over two here, I feel like. No, I think I think you had it like pretty much right. Like I don't like when people because you mentioned check your ego at the door. Like right. I essentially that's what I want because because that phrase indicates like Basically, don't think you're better than anyone else in here because you're not. So I guess, I mean, so I'm, so based off what you said, right, is that I'm right, but it's also like you're sort of a, against the extremes of the spectrum of ego. So too big of an ego. absolutely. But then if you're, if it's like almost no ego, it's like, oh, come on. Uh, Yeah, I, I have a lot of people in my life who are basically, say sorry after everything they say. And it, that is hard for me to be around. Yes. Personally, because I, I think there, I mean, I think everyone should be self-aware in terms of their uh, pros and cons about their own personality. But I think that, excuse me. I think that ultimately people should be proud of who they are and always try and better themselves in, in their own way. Hmm. So. Does that make sense? Well Am no, I yeah. talking crazy talk, No, Colin? that's very well put. I'm sitting here just like nodding my head going, yes. Oh, oh well, man. that's not good podcasting at all, Colin. I know. Yeah, it's always bad to, to do physical motion as opposed to expressing <laughs> well, I've been loud. holding up, like I've been doing a lot of pratfalls. I've been doing a lot of visual gags and you haven't laughed one time, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, I just can't see them. <laughs> You'll have to narrate them from, from now on. Okay, no, now no, no, I'm no. pratfalling. <laughs> I have fallen. Okay, so uh, in terms of you with yes. ego, mm-hmm. you know what's funny about this game to me, Colin, is that? that you have mentioned that you think you and I are very similar, and I think that's true in some regard. And so it's interesting to me to have you go first because essentially I just want to parrot back to you what you said mm-hmm. because uh, to me that is uh, the easiest way. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel that you, again, have that self-confidence in your own um, drive mm-hmm. and your own path nowadays. Yes, but yes. I, but I feel that you don't care for other people who uh, essentially try and lord over you with their own egos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely accurate. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just kind of like you said, like I, I think because we do have some, I mean, a fair amount of similarities. Probably some of it is going to be same answers, but I mean, I also think that like ego, I think, is something that probably a lot of people generally have an issue with. So maybe that was, oops, sorry, maybe that was a softball. I don't know. Here's the thing: is that most people who have strong opinions about really anything, but specifically ego in this regard, uh, most people who have a very strong opinion against it, probably in some way or another have their own ego mm-hmm. and just don't like being um, competed heads, with. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's something I'm, I'm really into like introspection because mm-hmm. I know that if left unchecked, I could be a raging monster at all times. Same, so I try same. not to be. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I think a lot of that stuff does come from, or a lot of my issues with it does come from that. 
Uh, and I would say some of it definitely comes from having worked retail. And so it is that thing of, you know, sometimes people think that they can lord over you because they think that because you're a retail worker that they are entitled to more than you or that they are somehow better than you. And so the amount of times that like that was one of my biggest complaints about working in a retail store. I would argue that in any um, work scenario, there's going to be politics in that regard. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. That's something I really dislike is when people talk about when people think that their own situation is somehow unique in a way that gives them permission to uh, complain about it. Like I Mm -hmm. hate complainers and uh, I'm not saying that about you, but it reminded me that Mm -hmm. I, I dislike when people say like, Oh, you'll never understand or whatever, because no, like the human experience is universal and Everyone has different degrees of dealing with different things. And it's incredible once you boil all of that down, it, it helps me, who naturally thinks I'm pretty great, to recognize <laughs> the greatness in others. Because then I can say like, oh my gosh, you, Colin, worked retail and I also worked retail, but you know, I've also worked at a magazine and I felt a similar thing. You know, like mm. so when you boil down experiences into emotion then you can better uh, feel more like a part of the human family rather than an island. Right. Um, I'm glad that you brought up emotion. This is a great time to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion, uh, wherever you <laughs> want to download that or stream it. Uh, so, actually, she's, hey, Carly, if you actually do want to sponsor this show, Hit me up. Uh, no, you could you could just do what the Chatfield girls do and just send invoices. That's so funny that we've actually talked about that because for some rare reason, over the last like three weeks, just because of one joke that we made on Twitter, uh, once when uh, Spooky Spouses had mentioned Dockers, uh-huh. and so we tweeted to Dockers and we're like, "Hey, Dockers, you want to sponsor a podcast?" All of a sudden, <laughs> most of the shows have suddenly started mentioning products, and then we've just made a habit of, you know. Uh, tweeting these links to people and being like, hey, we've mentioned you. Come come talk to us. Hey, I'm here real quick just to chat with you for a quick second about Historical Hotties. Uh, the podcast Historical Hotties is a place for sister duo Whitney and Lindsay Nelson to discuss prominent figures in history. They research, argue, and debate amongst themselves to determine which person is the hottest in this humorous and educational podcast. Every episode, they tackle a different category of real-life historical people from horror writers to con artists. Who will win? Uh, You know, you'll have to listen to find out. Uh, It's a little bit equal parts debate team, history lesson, sibling rivalry, uh, sexy gossip, and joke time humor fun. It is important to both siblings that history, which has always been an interest of theirs, feels fun and accessible to people. So turning historical figures into water cooler, you know, hey, who's hotter conversation is a great way for them to expose listeners to fascinating events and people in a lighthearted and sexy way. It is equally important for them to convey the message that anyone can make history. 
Sure, you'll hear a lot about straight, white, cisgendered men of privilege in history class, and it makes sense that those with money and power can make a lasting impact. But it's so, so important for people to understand that women, people who had no status or wealth, disabled folks, people of color, people all across gender and sexuality spectrums, and even people with criminal pasts, have all been able to make a lasting impression in this world. Making change is all-inclusive. So they've released new episodes every Wednesday morning. And uh, here's another great bit about them, a uh, great bit of information about them. They are now a part of the Scavengers Network. So, uh, you know, please make sure that you check them out. Uh, like I said, they have new uh, episodes every Wednesday. So once again, that's Historical Hotties. And you can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, basically wherever you can find a podcast, they'll be there. So, welcome to the team, Whitney and Lindsay Nelson. Okay, topic number four is beauty salons. Okay. Uh, it's. I kind of wish that they had been a little bit more specific they? because I feel like this could... Well, the, the, the website, sorry. Oh, I didn't know you were pulling these from a website. I thought you were pulling them from your big old brain. Oh, no, I, I won't lie. I typed in random topic generator. Oh, and my gosh, just said, Colin, I believe in you. You should have come up with these yourself. And really? I gave you all my best topics for your show. <laughs> we still haven't chosen one yet. It's, it's a hard selection process because it has to be funny, but it also has to be something that we know we don't know Shelly's opinion on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and that was the the main reason why cuz I had actually initially tried to sit down and write out stuff, but then I was just like none of this. I I, I it was that thing of um I would say something or write something down and go, is that anything? Is this going to be is this uh I don't know. I don't know. And so in the end I just but was like But that's everything calling anything that we as creators make, we have to be like I is this something, which is why it's important to <laughs> Trust and believe in yourself and then be like, I putting this out in the world and I don't care what anyone thinks. Like, I like it. You know where I learned that? And this is the honest truth. And I'm so sorry because it is so silly. I learned that from Andy Samberg talking about the movie Hot Rod. I love that I have. I have not been able to finish that movie. I don't really care for it, but I heard him on a podcast. Oh, I think so it was on WTF with Mark Maron. And mm -hmm. he was talking about how pretty, it didn't do as well in the theaters, but ultimately it still made him and the other Lonely Island boys laugh. And so he didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is right. so inspiring. So. I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've put out, um, here on our network before we became like a podcast network when we were just doing silly little video things on YouTube. Um, there were a lot of videos that would only get like maybe 10 views and eight of them were from the people yeah. in the group. And it, you know, it was one of those things where sometimes I would be disappointed because they were, in my opinion, such great videos. And I'm sitting there sometimes going, how is this one not taken off? I mean, at least double, like more than just 10, you know what I mean? Something like at least 50 sort of thing. But at the end of the day, those videos have always made me laugh. And sometimes I will still go back and watch some of those old things that we've put out just because uh, it's it's fun to listen back to the things that my friends have said. Right. Um, but that 
And it's the same thing with podcasts. You know what I mean? I think that there are some episodes of podcasts that I've listened to multiple times for the same reason. That's. I think it's important to look at that in two ways. One, it has to be something you enjoy. And mm-hmm. and the fact that you can go back and re-listen or re-watch like, indicates that you do enjoy it. The other thing is that that sometimes my sister co-hosts have a hard time remembering is that other people are listening. And so if you, for instance, have an Mm. inside joke or you have something like, then you need to invite other people in, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that, uh, and then you have to think about the best ways that you can do that. When I first started dating my husband on our, our like third date, he was, he was telling me about, just his friends or stories from when he was a teenager and he would just say things like, oh, well then Paul and I went and then, oh, and Joe and I did this and da da da. And I ultimately was like, you are not telling me anything about these people. I can't follow this story because I don't know who you're talking about. So right. I think about like, that is my like main, that was my first time I remember thinking like, oh, I need to be very specific in the things that I say for people who aren't in the know. And so I am notorious in, in large group conversations where there's someone who's maybe like new or does, isn't quite as familiar with, you know, the cast of characters to Mm -hmm. like, if someone says, oh, and then I was talking to Morgan and then I lean over and I'm like, oh, Morgan has three kids and she's very nice and she plays you know, the sport or whatever. And because to me, that background is so like, even if you have just like a little nugget of it, then you can become invested in that person and in the story. And, and then as you get to know them, you'd be like, Oh, you're the Morgan who has three kids and plays this sport, you know? (laughs) And that is one of my things that I do when I introduce myself or other people. Um, is that because mm-hmm. something that I've struggled with for my entire life is uh, feeling like I'm not memorable. Um, mm. And so to the point where when I was taking a political science class as a freshman in college, I introduced myself to the same girl three times. And the third time she was like, what are you doing? I know who you are. And I was like, well, I, I figured you might not remember me. So one thing that I have taken up doing is let's say, Colin, I was introducing you to my husband, who you've never met. Okay. Right. I would say, Caleb, that's my husband's name. Caleb, this is Colin, and Colin likes to water ski. Now, I don't know if you like (laughs) to water ski, but what I do know is that that is a piece of information that my husband, like, and usually it's, usually it's something even more far out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And... So something that is like memorable. So even if the thing is, is that my husband remembers you as Colin, who actually doesn't water ski, but my crazy wife said that he does. Like that is something <laughs> that is, that makes you memorable. Or, and then even if, so if I left the room after that, and then you would say, oh, I don't really water ski. Like it gives you and my husband a talking point to start off from. Right. So even if the only thing that you guys have in common right now is my Holly is crazy. Like, that's okay with me because ultimately I want to build connections with people. And mm, so that is same. something that I do that. pretty much constantly. And, and that is based in my own feeling of not being memorable myself. 
I've always had that same fear. Um, and so to to kind of full fully pull um, the game to a close, uh-huh. instead of going back to that topic that I brought up, I will come up with one on my own. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. That's another thing I love is improv off the cuff. Let's hear it, Colin. Okay. Um, I'm sure at some point in your life, you've been to places like Party City. Uh-huh. Um, so the topic that we're going to talk about is, you know, those oversized sunglasses, <gasps> those like comedically sized sunglasses yes. that, that they sell there yes. that sometimes have lights on them or some, something crazy, or sometimes they just are straight up like lime green and that's it. Uh, that, that's the topic. Okay. I am interested in you and all that you have to say, but can I tell my own story about this and Absolutely. totally flout your, your rules of your game? Absolutely. <laughs> Improv. Uh, the, one of the very first things I ever directed uh, was a, a children's theater play. So it was about like 25 minutes mm-hmm. and it was a silly retelling of uh, the three Goldilocks and the three bears. And this particular retelling had a, an additional bear who was an uncle who was kind of, kind of like a, a wild and crazy guy, like from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I <laughs> remember telling my costumer, like, he must have these oversized glasses. There, There is no other way. You will find them. And this was... This was in, oh gosh, like 2002. And so it wasn't as second nature to be like, I'll just get on Amazon. You know, like I'll just find that on the internet. And so my costumer went to Party City, like all of those places and was mm-hmm. like, I need to find these glasses, need to find these glasses. And finally, when she found them, I, it changed the way that the actor who was doing that part did his part, like for the better, because he right. was like, oh, I see your vision for this character now. Mm-hmm. Oversized glasses. And so anytime I see them since then, I want to... Um, buy those glasses and then send them to that actor. But he actually has his own show on the Disney Channel now. Like really? he created his own show and it's on and it's very good and funny. That is so cool. It is so cool. And he is one of my dearest favorite friends. And uh, so he doesn't need me to buy him big glasses, but I still want to sometimes. Um, if I need to edit it out, I can. Like if if you're not uh-huh. really like. Uh-huh. shares like if we can't have secrets on the internet kind of thing what is this show that's all that's uh, out there. it is my my friend is his name is josh lehrman and he co-writes the show with uh his friend kyle and it is a show called bizarre vark um it is a show about two girls who have their own comedy essentially youtube channel but on the show it's called Vugle, and uh and they have their own studio in the Vugle building and then they interact with a bunch of different uh creators who are all teenage age and it is so good and so funny and i colin i will have to send you a link to some of their uh yeah please do and also has he done other things because that name sounds unbelievably familiar uh i don't think anything that you would have heard of he is a stand-up comedian but he only does it around Southern California, which I don't mm. think that you frequent there. No, and he's also worked no. on, he's worked on other shows, but not in any sort of capacity where you would have probably heard his Weird. name. His name just sounds like weirdly familiar to me. Maybe just because I love him so much and I talk about him all the time. It's possible. So. I've probably just heard you speak <laughs> about him before and I've been like, why do I know that name? 
Um, yeah, and I, okay. and I don't think it's a secret. Like he's had the, it's on its second season. Uh, here is here's one thing. This is the yes. only thing that I can think of is that his show is the show that has the infamous uh, Log- or Logan or Jake Paul, one of those uh, bad YouTube boys. Yeah. Um, so he his show is that show, and then he got kicked off that show. Mm-hmm. So you may have heard like so-and-so Paul from That's the possible. show Bizarre created by Josh Lerman. That's possible. Yeah. But no, he's, I, like I said, I've loved him since high school. Like, and I've thought he was the most talented and the best. And, and even if he didn't have his own Disney show, I'd still think he was killing it. You know? Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So because you, told that story i feel I'm like sorry. that kind of no no you're totally <laughs> fine that's that's the joy of this show right and of 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 making up games and stuff i think that i i don't then want to give my answer because i feel like that would be cheating cuz then i think it's kind of obvious so i will come up with a different uh a different idea why don't you just tell your story about oversized glasses my story about oversized glasses okay i can do that actually um a long time ago, when my first time of going back to college, uh, or not going back, it was actually my first time in college, rather. I was at Towson University, and I was hanging out with some friends, and we were going to go to this Halloween thing. And so I dressed up as uh, Alan from The Hangover. And okay. I was trying to to do this outfit because, you know, I was a slightly heftier kid and I had, you know, kind of the hair a little bit of him, um, of Zach Galifianakis and stuff like that. So I could have pulled it off. So I had a satchel and everything and I needed those kind of crazy sunglasses that at one point end up on the baby. And I could not find these sunglasses. And while we were out sort of shopping for other things, uh, I happened upon... Uh, some oversized sunglasses, but of that variety of like the, they were like gold and had like the bars on them kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I bought those and I used them for one night and one night only. And then they sat on like a shelf for, I want to say about four years in which every time I looked at them, I just said, why do I still have these? But I, every now and then I find a picture of me from, from that day. And I go, oh man, but I look so good. That was such a good costume. And I think back, and then nowadays, now they've been gone for about two or three years. And I go, I wonder what happened to those sunglasses? <laughs> like those particular ones? Yeah. Like where, where, where did they go? Yeah, where's I my actually, pair that I lost? I have a set of sunglasses uh, as a piece of my decor in my living room right now because one of my favorite television shows growing up was A Different World. Um, which was a spinoff of the Bill Cosby show and Mm -hmm. featured a character named Dwayne Wayne. And (laughs) he had glasses that were flip up. Like there was the sunglasses part, but you could flip those up and then it was his regular prescription glasses. Mm -hmm. And I found some at a thrift store and I just was like, I love these and I'm using them. And my kids flip out over them. They love them. My daughter uh, just put them on the other day just for funsies. And I think that I love, like I said, I want to be unique. So I don't want to do things. I don't want to decorate the way other people decorate. And so I enjoy having them as a part of my decoration. And they're useful, which is good. As a uh, sort of admission, I guess, of my uh, youth, right? Uh, I have needed glasses since I was five years old. 
and I did not actually like the fact that I needed glasses and I wanted to feel cool, right? And so I wanted sunglasses, but my parents weren't going to buy me like uh, prescription. I almost said subscription, uh, prescription <laughs> sunglasses, uh-huh. um, because you know they they've kind of always been expensive. But also like how often was I going outside and all this other stuff. And so what was really cheap though was these clip on uh, like sunglass uh-huh. attachments for glasses. Uh-huh. And they were just super cheap. And so I used to have glasses that then had these clip-on sunglass pieces. And I felt so cool. And all the time I see pictures of me in them, like when my family's at the beach or something. And I look at myself and go, oh, you were so wrong. Those look the opposite, the the, the furthest opposite of cool. Like, I I think that I know what you're talking about with like the flip glasses. And like those Uh don't look as bad. Right. Those things, those things I think look kind of cool. Right. And, but there's something about the clip on aspect of it that makes it just so totally far, not what you thought it was, you know, as a kid. Well, and at that point you just have to have compassion for yourself (laughs) and no, really, really, really. That's something, another thing I think I'm very, very passionate about is looking back and being compassionate about yourself. What about whatever, you know, like, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I know that I am in an imperfect person and more imperfect than perfect. And so I have to like, be like, okay, like right now I am at 32% perfect, but back in the day I was only 12% perfect. And, right. you know, but I'm learning and, and I was learning and where I was then got me to now. So I know that you're really feeling your own personal style recently. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and that, and those clip on glasses were what brought you to your own personal style that you're really digging. That's so right true. Now. That is so don't true. Worry. I, you know, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't ever necessarily look back on myself and, you know, like hate myself necessarily. Oh, I do um, all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, like I might hate myself for certain things. Like if I look back and remember that again, during one of my way more imperfect times, um, than now, uh, I know that like certain people I just treated terribly. Like when I was a kid, I had a temper, you know, so sometimes I might fly off the handle for kind of no reason at all. So, you know, I've looked back at some of those events and been like, oh God, I was, I was such a piece of, you know, garbage. Um, and, you know, kind of thought back on that with not as fond of memories, but it is a lot of what you just said. Like every now and then I think back at the mistakes that I've made, but then I remember that those mistakes as well as my successes have led me to this point in my life. And for better or for worse, that's where I am right now. And I do think that I'm getting better as time goes on. And so, you know, I, I, I can't complain, I guess, is the. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that I think, I think everyone can use that piece of advice in their life. Like, because even though, you know, you and I are similar in personality. We're totally different people with totally different experiences, right. but we can still be like, you know what? Like I'm better than I was and it is important to me to be better than I am. So, you know, it's just a process. Absolutely. Um, and so speaking of being better, um, I would like to announce that you did win the game um, yeah! with a score of three to two. <laughs> Uh, so I will have to do better than that uh, on the next time around. 
Um, <laughs> obviously, we will have to have you back on to, oh, I'd to love do to. more questions and or uh, I'll I'll make them up instead of going off of a website. And, I'm you know, sorry. We'll... I'm sorry. I dragged you for that, Colin. I, this no, is you know your what? You, show. I should have respected to. it. You needed to because this is this show is new. Like this is going to be episode number three. And so it's that thing of, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure it all out. I'm still trying to learn it fully, even though like I have ideas for it. You still, you know, things still need to grow and kind of sure you need to have learning experiences. And so you're absolutely right. I should have been able to just come up with those, whether on the spot or ahead of time, as opposed to going, oh, I'll just go to, you know, ratespeeches.com and give me, you know, ask them to give me impromptu <laughs> topics. Um, you know, so uh, thank you for kind of helping me figure out that lesson. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Colin. It is, it is my pleasure, but also my regret to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so maybe next time I'll be better prepared, but I'll have my answers ready because, uh, I'll, I'll have an inside scoop. So maybe I'll win that one. Um, yes, that's, that's another thing that I love is cheating. (laughs) Um, do you ever cheat on your show? Do you ever, you know, like kind of know uh, ahead hard, of time? It's hard for me too, because I don't ultimately get to choose who wins. Um, True. What, what I do do sometimes is when I, when there's a topic that I don't, uh, feel particularly strongly about one way or the other, but I do have to argue, you know, whichever side for that particular episode, I, uh, I go into kind of more surreal Uh, reasonings Mm -hmm. because to me that's entertaining but also uh it also helps me have talking points because otherwise if i were to say okay like we did an episode on laser tag and i i I like laser tag like it's fine Mm -hmm. but it i don't feel like strongly about it one way or the other so if i were to come into my comedy podcast and say ah you know, laser tag. You should consider laser tag, Shelly. Uh, that wouldn't be very enjoyable to listen to. And so often I have to bring in topics or not topics. I have to bring in reasonings for the topic mm-hmm. that I don't actually maybe care about or feel that way. Like I ended up talking about how my youngest sister enjoys laser tag because she enjoys kissing 12 year olds in the dark. Now, I know that's not true. My sister's 24. <laughs> um, but it's funny. And um, that is something that we've kind of like taken into uh, episodes after that. Because, it again, I love inside jokes. I love, you know, like running jokes. Um, but I do have to remind myself when I mention it on podcasts, like, oh, you by the way, you should go back and listen to the laser tag episode. Because... Mm-hmm. That's what, where you'll hear the origin story of my youngest sister kissing 12-year-olds in laser tag arenas. The so, origin story. I love that. Like, it's like the prequel to all the other episodes. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's the thing is that I, when I started listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me, I came in fairly late in the game. Um, and so there was a lot to go back. And so I, at the time, was like, I'll just listen backwards like from the most recent and then go Mm -hmm. all the way back to the very first one and i it was so exciting for me to hear the origin stories of those running jokes that i had been hearing for all of those episodes afterwards and i wish that at the time that the boys would have been like oh by the way you should go to this number 
if you know what you're talking like, so you know what we're talking about. Right. Um, and I recently actually just started getting into another McElroy product called Monster Factory. Oh my um, God. Yes. I love that so much. The brothers Griffin and Justin do for their video game website, Polygon. And uh, I had known about several characters from that series, like the final Pam yes. or the boy mayor. Yeah. And <laughs> I known of them, but I didn't know anything about them, but right. I knew that they were important in the lore of this mm-hmm. fandom. And so when I finally, like rec- actually just like, Two days ago, watched the final Pam, and I thought, "Oh, okay, okay, I get it, I get it now." Right. Uh, Monster Factory is one of those shows where you know, not necessarily every episode is a um, slam dunk necessarily, but like you will laugh, I think, at least once in every one of them. But some of those series, like Final Pam or The Boy Mayor, are ones where I just like I can't stop laughing at. They did one. Um, Last week and this week, uh, Justin is actually now on, you know, paternity leave, but they've been doing something in um, WWE, like whatever their 2018 game is, where they've created this new creature. I don't even know what to call this thing. And just uh, sometimes it's not even necessarily all that funny, but when they just start bust out laughing, it's that same thing that we were talking about earlier with, you know, with laughing with, um, you know, Shelly has opinions before the joke has even really fully arrived, you know, because they have such infectious laughter right. that you just start laughing with them. Yeah, I love well, Monster and- Factory. Uh, I'm not even really that into video games. I've, I, I've played several video games, but it's not necessarily something that I, um, like gravitate towards. Right. And so I think that's probably why it's taken me a little while to get into the monster factory. But the fact that like I watched a whole episode, so they're about 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. I've watched a whole one without even looking at it like essentially using it as a podcast because right. I enjoy the personalities of those boys so much. Yes. And, um, and I think that's important to cultivate a personality. Like I was talking about before where you're, where you are interesting and you may mm-hmm. not be interesting to everyone. I know for sure that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Like I know that. Right. And I have come to be okay with that. But I think that being interesting and including other people in those interests is really like so crazy important because then again, like I said before, like then you're not an Island, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. No, I totally get that. And I think it's also very interesting that you brought this up because it kind of leads us to a very good transition into the closing segment of the show. I Um, already know what the question is and I did it on purpose. I'm the best ever. Yeah. So, you know, the question that was left last week by Michael Palmer um, on episode two, which is called, if I'm not mistaken, have you seen the Goofy movie? Um, Yeah. So in that episode, uh, his question was if there was a video game that you could kind of basically live in that world or in that within that universe that realm what would it be and why and so you did your your homework and so you have an answer for us Mm -hmm. you know what i love first though colin what's that i love the false modesty of you being like this episode which i believe was called have you seen the goofy movie dude you know it's called that because you did it i i was trying to remember because i actually changed the name after it initially came out because oh, really? I realized, yeah, because I realized it was a better name for it than what I initially <laughs> put in. Then I, I like I was listening back to it because I tend to listen back afterwards to make sure because 
after I do you've too. been spending time and time and time editing something, I don't then listen back to the whole thing after the fact because I'm like, I've listened to it a million times at this point. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it a little bit of time. But then I make sure that I listen to it first thing when it comes out to make sure there aren't any issues. Sure. And so as I was listening back on that day, I went, oh, no, this was a much better name. So I went back and changed it and you know told all the uh, threads to refresh. And so it should show up as that new name. Yes, it does. But, and okay. I just false modesty is one of my favorite like comedy things ever because it just it kills me. It's so funny to me. Anyway, okay, so my video game that I would live in, Mm -hmm. I'd be a part of, this is controversial, The Sims, because I feel that, like, The Sims is, I'm not really into, like, sci-fi fantasy, and I'm really not into Mm -hmm. violence, and so there aren't a lot of video games in which, like, things are normal-ish. And uh, <laughs> so The Sims is perfect for me, but also The Sims is so like soap opera drama. Love it. Like so many interesting things are happening. You're meeting so many different kinds of people and they're all awful in their own ways. And I think I could really get into that. And I think I don't even mind. I wouldn't even mind not making my own choices for a while, you know? If the, mm-hmm. if the little green thing is above my head and someone else is making my choices for me, that's okay. You know? Interesting. See, you took this a slightly different way than I was expecting. I was expecting you to say that, like, because The Sims is all about how, you know, you sort of, uh, not I don't want to say manipulate, but you uh-huh. sort of, um, you dictate, I guess, that world around you. And so I was thinking that you were saying that you wanted to be able to kind of go in there and it'd be normal. But if something wasn't going the way you wanted it, you could change it. But you're saying that's the thing is that you don't mind if you're one of those people getting changed. I would be living in that world. I would. I I mean, I don't think the dictates of this question indicate that you also would be playing this world. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, no, that's fair. So, yeah, the Sims, that's what I choose. That's a, that is a good choice. And that was a really good answer. Thank Um, you. Man, my answer from last week, I mean, I, I somewhat agreed with Michael's point of, uh, you know, I do enjoy, uh, the, the Kingdom Hearts series because it is things like Final Fantasy and also Disney worlds. And that just seems goofy enough to be just kind of a delight to be a part of, uh, but I, I, even though I know that this game is a little bit more deadly, there's a game called Fallout, which is, you know, what, uh, you know, Final Pam is from. Yes. And I really, I've, that's one of my favorite games. Um, Fallout and Mass Effect are two of my favorite games in the entire world. And they're very, there are some similarities to them, but at the same time, they're very, very different. Um, so, ah, God, like it's such a hard choice for me. Um, I would imagine like Mass Effect would be cool because it's space and aliens and you get to do things, but Fallout is just so dreadful. And yet I love that game because that game changed how I interact with Washington, D.C. Um, so before Fallout 4 came out, which is what you know Final Pam was in, Final uh, Fallout 3 takes place in Washington, D.C. and a little bit of like uh, Southern Maryland and Northern Virginia. And so... Uh, I, that was one of the first games that I really ever had, you know, purchased and played all the way through and kind of 
gotten almost every achievement in and stuff like that. And I really took to that game. But the music to those games are like 1950s and 60s music. Because it's like the 50s, 60s style of what sci-fi is. Uh huh. And so nowadays when I go to Washington, D.C., I can't listen to any other music. Like I have to put on the soundtrack to Fallout. And I have to walk around D.C. with that music playing for me because to me, so that just makes So what you're saying it. is that you're easily malleable and uh, can be thrown any suggestion and you will follow its dictates? I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, I'm just knowing for, for my future, like if I want you to do something, I just need to know. It's more of, I think, of when it's an immersive experience, right? Because... That's one of the main reasons why I do like video games. I do like kind of being able to escape into this other world, the same as you would with like a book, for example, right? Uh-huh. But in a book, you know, when you're reading a book, you're reading a story that's sort of dictated for you, whereas in video games, a lot of the times, you, there's a lot of stuff that you can do just kind of on your own, and you can just sort of go out and do, and sure. I have always really loved that, and so I, maybe I am malleable in that sense, but... <laughs> You know, with Fallout, well, it's just that thing of I like to walk around and just, you know, there's this, the silliest of music playing, like, you know, like 1950s, like crooning kind of thing happening while you're, you know, doing a shoot 'em up. It's kind of crazy. Uh, what you could do, Colin, is to combat that is to write your own book. I've written three books and I, and I find that instead of escaping into the world that I escape into my own world like Mm -hmm. like i have to reach into the dregs of my soul and i and uh maybe that could be something you could try i I actually i have actually i i i would like to at some point do a new one but i i've written one and a half books i never finished the second one but um (laughs) the reasons why i wrote them though was for um National Novel Writing Month, you know, NaNoWriMo. Sure. And so that's why I wrote those. Um, and the first one that I ever wrote was very dumb. It was very not good. Um, but at the time, I was really into it and I really loved it. But I've gone back and read like half of it recently, like a couple years ago. And I went, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this is, oh, Colin. Uh, but again, it's that same thing that you said earlier, right? Like I looked at this and just said, your ideas of the world are just so not right. And yet it's what got me here today. Sure. Oh, yeah. I've written a whole, I wrote a whole essay apologizing for my first novel. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. Uh, it, <laughs> if you ever publish it, you should then put that as like a forward or maybe no, an epilogue. Okay. I've only ever published one, and that's the one that I don't want people to read. So. You published a, okay. <laughs> Off air, you'll have to tell me about this so that I can read this. <laughs> okay. Um, but if you don't want the whole world to know, then we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> um, so then, what is your question that you'll also give us your answer to, and that okay. uh, next week's guest and I will answer? My question is, who is your favorite girl slash woman in popular culture? I feel, Colin, that most of your uh, output is very male-driven. So I'm trying really hard not to be, you know? (laughs) I appreciate you reaching out to someone with an XY chromosome. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, you're fine. I mean, you know, podcast-wise, it's just a thing of... uh, 
you know, Alex and well, Alex and Graham and Michael and I were the people who started the network. But I also like I've mentioned many times before that like that's four straight white dudes. Oh, excuse me, four straight white dudes. And I'm really trying to get away from having <laughs> that all the time. Sure. No, I, I, I'm just, just ribbing you, but I do feel, I don't know who your next guest will be, but I am curious because I feel that right now, especially, um, women characters are having a, a golden age, if you will. Mm. And I, but of course, like, as a, as a, a girl who grew up in an all girl family and my mother is very like girl power and my dad mm-hmm. is also very girl power, you know, so we were that very empowered lifestyle. as children. Wait, what? I said it's that girl lifestyle. Oh, I thought you said Gangnam style. And I was like, no. that also. <laughs> no, going for an inside joke for. Oh, Shelly yes. Uh, that, that's, that, that's the Chatfield girl brand is that girl brand. But um, I. I think I think I've had a lot of uh, good influences in terms of feeling empowered as a woman and feeling like I am uh, equal to men, you know, in that regard. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the the pop culture that I've ingested over the years and still do like much of what I watch is female driven. Um, even ostensibly right now my favorite television show is RuPaul's Drag Race and even though that's a lot of dudes they all dress up as women and feel empowered as women you know so right uh but I here's the problem Colin is that I knew in exactly what I was going to ask right away but I had a really hard time deciding uh my own answer like i'm more interested to hear other people's answers because obviously i know what i like right but um right now in this moment i think that i am really digging liz lemon from the television show 30 rock (sighs) Mm -hmm. uh, because she is the boss and she is like very like capable but also she is really imperfect um a lot of the jokes around her uh, in the show are about how she's like a big weirdo. <laughs> and yeah. have you watched that show called? Oh yes. I love that show okay. so much. Good. Um, and good even uh, the, the television show that she does on the show is called what Colin TGS. And now all of a sudden I'm blanking. It's the, the girl show, right? Isn't it just the girl show? The girly show, the girly yeah. show. That's right. So, uh, but I I appreciate that she is someone and and by uh you know extension Tina Fey is someone who uh, encompasses all different tropes mm-hmm. like all different stereotypes and is still an empowered person and that is something that is really important to me is um not being boxed in um, especially as a woman and also especially as someone who is a creator, which is why when I create things, I don't want to just go for a niche market, which is hard because I'm a podcaster, right? And every right. podcast is niche in its own way. But like, I want to create something for a lot of people that is still interesting to me. So yeah, Liz Lemon is who I choose. That is such a good choice. Uh, Thank you. you. Know, just like you said, like that, 
I mean, that is such a good show, and it it was a very quick show, you know, very quick witted. Um, but there were so many great topics in there that were really based around that exact topic of you know of having these kind of stronger female roles in in business and in in, in entertainment, um, and whether it was on on screen or you know off screen. Uh, and there were a lot of really great moments about, you know, uh, the connections of Jenna and Liz and you right. know, there were just very real topics, um, that could be kind of spoken about in these somewhat more comedic manners. And, oh my uh, gosh. And that's just my such favorite way to do show. things. Like mm-hmm. if there's, I love stand up comedy so much and comedy in general, but if it's not saying something like I'm not really interested in it. Right. So, yeah. And it, I think it's really appreciative because the heartfelt moments, I think, become way more heartfelt because you're not laughing for a, for a brief moment. But then it also makes the other moments even funnier because you had that moment of kind of this uh, of growth and kind of reflection. And then you're sort of uh, not yanked out of it because they don't do it drastically and they don't do it uh, harmfully, but they sort of let you back in on a joke again and then because you were just sort of much lower, it's almost like, I guess, almost like a roller coaster. So uh-huh. you kind of shoot back up and it just, you know, it was a, it was a great format. Really great. Oh, format. so good. Such a good show. And I can't wait to hear your response next week because I, I have my guesses who you will choose, who you might choose, but I want to be surprised. Okay. Yeah. I immediately had like five people immediately come to mind. <laughs> so it's going to be very hard to narrow it down. Um, and figure this out. Um, I actually had six, but one of them was actually Liz Lemon. So I will, I will ah. not do that one since we <laughs> just had the conversation about it. So uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Bad Pen Pal. Um, this episode here is coming out on March the sixth. So the next episode of the Bad Pen Pal will be coming to you on March the twentieth. Uh, in the meantime, we have all sorts of other great shows on the network, uh, such as Journey Under 30, which airs on the opposite Tuesdays. Or if you're looking for something a little bit more, you know, silly and goof them up, uh, check out Spooky Spouses on Mondays. Uh, and that's hosted by Jordan and Lindsay Reed. Um, fantastic show all about the sort of love-hate relationship of all that is spooky and supernatural and sort of kind of figuring out what's real and what isn't. Colin, can I shout out my favorite scavenger network show? Absolutely. Uh, no offense, but it is not yours. That's okay. It is State Your Case with mm-hmm. my boy Sam. And that show is the greatest premise of all time. And it is so hilarious. And you were on it. And I, I was. was on it. Yes, you were. Repping Utah. Show. And you did Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So that is the best show ever. And Sam is so crazy. And I love it. Sam is such a great host. And he's so good at, uh, at I mean, really just the research aspect of it, you know, having kind of I think, you know, having a, a really good starting point for every guest. And I think that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, um, I came I came with like notes on notes on notes. And uh, he I was surprised at how he matched me. I was same. like, yes, yeah. Sam. Uh, so. And I, I had the same thing. And actually, there was one thing that he had that sort of surprised me because, like, I didn't think he would really care about it. So I, I had sort of kind of just been like, eh, I just won't bother talking about that. And then he brought it up and I was like, whoa, I'm super impressed that you even knew that um, or that you did that much, like, digging in for this, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Colin M. Parker. Uh, and Holly, if people want to find you and your show, uh, where can they find you? Uh, I would recommend going to our website, ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. And there you can find links to uh, our, like, there's a listen button. You can listen to all of our past episodes. Uh, You can find pictures, um, get a little bio on all the sisters. So. Um, So, uh So like I said, thank you so much for joining us here on the show this week, Holly. uh, We'll have to have you on again sometime soon to play more games and to ask more questions. Uh, Thank you as well to Eli Chambers for the use of our theme song. Uh, Really dig this tune. Uh, It was fun to kind of give him an idea of the song that I couldn't get out of my head and then kind of getting something that is in a similar vein, but is not a, you know, copycat. You know what I mean? It's just something that evokes that same emotion and it's it's been a lot of fun i i listen to the theme song sometimes just by itself because it's a lot of fun uh so check out eli you can find him on twitter uh at eli who does music uh and if you are listening to this episode you now know that we are officially a company uh we are uh, the scavengers network is now officially a llc uh, notified by you know the IRS and federal tax stuff, and also by the state of Maryland. So that's a really awesome thing, and I'm very excited about what that's going to mean for us going forward. Uh, so just like I said, thank you so much to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. As always, I'm Colin Parker. And as for this episode, I'm Holly Chapman Flanagan. <laughs> and I'll write you back soon. 